0: All right, George. How are you? All right, Tom. Did you hear slight delay when I said that? Are we on? We're on, man. This is the real thing. We're going. This counts uh, now, George. Uh,
1: <laughs> it always counts. It always counts. How are you feeling, by the so way? So welcome. This is welcome to the point of things. This is our new, our new gig.
0: This is... Is the point of things with George Capalbo and Tom Shattuck for information about George and Tom, the point of things online store and more. Go to thepointofthings.com. dot com. That's thepointofthings.com. dot com. Now enjoy the show. It is our new gig. It's our new. It's our new. I would say it's a recreational uh, attempt to sort things out housekeeping if you will george except housekeeping would be a crazy it it, uh, a title that would throw people off i was also toying with tripe so to once again work in the tripe which i love tripe right which we love tripe the actual food we love angle to to maybe then bring in some tripe purveyors and there are some in the northeast here but uh
1: Oh, that would be great. It's a great sponsor. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that.
0: What did you do yesterday? So if, this is, um, what is this, March 17th right now? Or 17th, 18th? Anyway, St. Patrick's is, it Day. It is St.
1: Patrick's Day. Happy happy St. Patrick's That's Day. That's today. To yesterday. And Thomas Shattuck, who's actually Irish. I am not Irish, George. Uh, um, but hey, we're all Irish today, right? <laughs> well, you know, St. Patrick was actually Italian. Is
0: like, that true? You know that. You're just trying to uh, conscript him his, into your the, no. the, the your canon no. of your people.
1: No, well, apparently his parents were Romans during the Roman occupation of what is now England. Okay, in Ireland.
0: All right, George, I want to get right to it here.
1: So, he, all, all right, right, go. No, go ahead,
0: go ahead. You can talk about Saint Patrick if you'd like.
1: No, I'm, no, I don't <laughs> want to break it up. I the I only reason I was Saint Patrick's, I have one Saint Patrick's joke. Ahead. What? Go ahead. I have my St. Patrick's joke is, St. Patrick got all the Irishmen to stop drinking, and then all the snakes disappeared. That's my joke. Mm, is and that
0: a, a hate crime, George? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll run that yes. through the uh, machine
0: and see if somebody's in trouble for that. All right. so uh,
1: definitely a stereotype there sometimes. Yeah.
0: So I went out, actually, with a bunch of friends in our late 40s, in our mid to late 40s, yesterday, George, and... Um, I think I've closed the book mm-hmm. on going out for St. Patrick's St. Patrick's Day in the in the city anyway. I was in Cambridge to be really? exact, but um, now well, something times, bad happened. No, it's not that something bad happened. It's you spend a lot of money. Uh, there was no real reason yes. for it. It's not as if you know I'm I'm married with a whole bunch of kids. I've done, what am I? What happens out? Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, you know, but mm-hmm. friends wanted to go out, and so um said? Hey, we'll give it a shot. So, so they were there if, as of ten thirty in the morning. I finally got there at uh, maybe two, or whatever. And your friends are a little different when you've not been partaking, and then you meet them day drinking with them. Yeah, they're a little ahead of you, and so they're a little ahead of us. Um, but I would say that I would say that perhaps we caught up, and uh, it, it was just useless. I mean, having it's just. I, I hope that, yes, that yesterday was the worst day of the year because that was a useless day of s- not only slothfulness but way too much uh, expensive IPA that tastes like tree bark and it was just it was just yeah. a useless day it was out of service to others and no, I'm glad, and seem-
1: glad it's over and and, and I, I agree. So and I'll tell you my day was mm-hmm. it was again, I have this house project, remodeling project, it's been going on since I think the nineteen forties and uh, mm-hmm. it continues. So mm-hmm. I had a full house of of people sheetrocking and finished carpentry and working on stuff and we're making progress. But I was up I was up for six o'clock yesterday. And today. I'm like I'm like rising with I saw the sunrise, which I usually don't in my normal life. Yeah, it's really early, but, uh, man. it was quite good.
0: Are you exercising at all?
1: I'm working out. I've I worked out. a matter of fact, I did, uh, let's see, Friday I did weights in my normal workout. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of actually starting running. Oh, nice. So I used to do years ago. And where are the weights? Yeah, well, I think it would be. Where are the weights? Uh, the weights, I have, I have a couple of Bowflex adjustable. They're in my home. I have a, a couple of Bowflex adjustable weights. I can go from 7.5 pounds to 55. And I do like 35. And I do a bunch of different curls and bench press and all this stuff.
0: And where are those kept? In the basement or in the? Another room, a functional they're, room. They're
1: actually just sitting in the. They're small, so they're just sitting in my bedroom on the, mm. in the corner. I have a large, I have a large house, so I have a large, large floor space.
0: Yeah, I'm going to get some of that. Um, I'm going to get more. I've got a couple of of uh, barbell things, whatever they call them. And um, unfortunately, I have um, mischievous uh, children, so I can't keep anything like that around. So, George, I had this. Um, this hit yes. me about a month. Go ahead. Okay, this is what I want to talk about here. Now that we've uh, burned some time. That was stretching that last we few minutes. We have burned some. we warmed um, up.
1: We're warmed up now. So
0: I was listening to, um, I guess it was uh, Cool in the Gang. The Celebrate Good S- Times song. You know how it goes. Din, 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 celebrate. And listening to the beginning mm-hmm. of it. Right? The part that goes... And then it occurred to me, George, is is that... That's exactly... To me, anyway, that's a lot like the Van Halen song, Best of Both Worlds, from... The version I'm going to play right now is from Live Without a Net. I think it's New Haven, 1986.
1: Definitely in there. Yeah, I mean I'm. a good part. So there needs to be a lawsuit, is what you're telling me.
0: So I don't know if, if there needs to be a lawsuit or not. Um, but it it, it blew me away. That to- the group the groove is exactly the same. And I thought, you know, the celebration song "Cool in the Gang" that came out probably like '80 80 or '81. It was a huge hit. Remember. Mm-hmm. It still is used mm-hmm. for everything. It's a, it's a totally mm-hmm. commercialized uh, song. But it that must have been somewhere in Eddie Van Halen's mind. It must have been sitting there. And he picked up the guitar and was messing around and came out of this riff and thought, wow, this is great. This feels good to me. This feels perfect. This feels like it should. This chord going to this, or these notes going to this note, this note, to this note, to this note, to this note feels so right to me that he, that I'm now attached to it. I will just
1: appropriate it.
0: I don't know if he thought it was... I don't think, George, I doubt that he had any idea that it was the other one as well. I doubt he did. And so he, I think... Everyone
1: has influences.
0: Right. right so I, I think that he just liked that song or just his mind recorded that riff. And when he played it to himself, when he played it, he was essentially treating himself to a cover of that song for a moment. And so that felt good to him. He was validated by it.
1: So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so well, Thomas, yes. as you may know, I have a good friend named E. Michael Harrington, and this is his, this is his career is he is an expert witness in these kind of cases where someone goes to and says, right. you know, it sounds <laughs> a lot like a, matter of fact, a famous one recently and I'm sure, I'm sure you did a lot of research on this. I don't know if you remember uh Blurred Lines, mm-hmm. Robin Thick, Farrell Williams. And there was a video with Emily Radakowski. I'm sure you studied that in great detail, I did. played it back and forth many times. I did. Yeah, so did I, right? Well, Marvin Gaye's estate, because he's long dead, sued them saying, That sounds a lot like gotta give it up. Mm-hmm. And they won. And I actually have that audio. Would you like to hear you a play- little bit of that? Alright, here we go. So this is this is the beginning of blurred lines. Okay, and mm-hmm. then here's the beginning of Got to Give It Up. Does that sound the
0: same to you? It sounds very similar to me. And probably well, the court
1: believed it did
0: right yeah and I know and and they there's all sorts of famous songs that that's happened to the uh some some are are right. BS as far as I'm concerned like the George Harrison that my sweet lord um they got sued
1: right sue people who have money
0: right they, for right? um she's so fun or so I think that was the one or he's so fun whatever and that was my mm-hmm. sweet lord. They said I think that was BS John Lennon though did absolutely steal uh come together. From Chuck Berry. That was uh Chuck Berry uh I think it was You You Can't Catch Me. And it Steven Starts mm-hmm. with like Yeah come on flat mm-hmm. top it was like come on man, you can But with like some of these would be kind of malicious if you're actually stealing the song. But in other My question is this is, is it possible that there that almost everything is derivative? Any any thought you have in your mind is
1: oh, absolutely der- everything is derivative deliver- and then of course what what about sampling which is a, st- a it's a standard form of, of musical of uh, you know oh well, sure so no it's been right? legalized you things you say well, that's a steely stand song mm-hmm. you have to get permission you either you license it or you just get them to say sure i don't care or you can pay a mechanical royalty which is like a couple of cents for every mm-hmm. copy they sell yeah
0: no i get so you george and i get the legal. x's and o's of the thing and 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 that it's done all the mm-hmm. time. But I'm I'm talking about more conceptually. Is it possible that you, George, Capalbo, have never come up with anything original? In same here with me. Are we borrowing? It's, it's is our humor borrowing borrowing from punchlines and angles and setups of Monty Python, of uh, George Carlin, of whoever?
1: Seventies stand-up comments, comics. Yes, exactly. That's me. Right. And so, exactly. so
0: we're just yeah. simply repeaters for everything.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah, well, so, you know, matter of fact, my friend has a quote when when he was interviewed about this Farrell Williams case, and he says, mm-hmm. this, is, this is the worst decision. It's just crazy. If it was to become a standard, it's going to be one of the greatest growth industries of all time, suing people who sound like someone else. So mm. that means everybody. He agrees with us that everybody sounds like something else. And the Beatles, well, I think, will... Definitely say they were a fe- they were uh, the blues, Chuck Berry, all mm-hmm. that, all of those guys. Well, who is Little Richard? Penn and Teller, right? They were influenced by by magicians from the fifties and sixties,
0: right? And actually, if you go back to a lot of uh, Led Zeppelin stuff, is word for word Crossroads, Robert Johnson stuff, um, or the token. Right. <laughs> Come to think of it, um, <laughs> but it's. it's um, it just makes you. I, I'm just interested. Are there pioneers of creative or creative thought, or is are is everything or for the most I'm, part maybe ninety nine point nine is everything stolen? Is my per, is your personality stolen,
1: or do you or you is this organically? My personality is stolen from Weird Al Yankovic. So yeah, certainly
0: some of that. Yeah, but his is obviously he. <laughs> but his is all stolen. That's how he made his money. He just right. simply doesn't lie about he it. Made <laughs> he his just money.
1: steals the personality. No. He gets permission and he goes with it.
0: So if you're, if you're raised at the, at the age of two, you'd get dropped off on an island and somehow you're raised by uh, lemurs or something. Do you, de- do you right. develop a personality? Do you get humor, sarcasm? Uh, you must. But why? how? Because you know, you're I not
1: see- ants or, or animal, wild animals. There's no one on the island with you. Animals they're, don't they're have funny a sense of humor. Or, you know, uh, when you crack the coconut, coconut open, that sounds funny. I don't know.
0: Animals don't have a sense of humor. Do they, what about they, these? they don't know irony.
1: Oh, uh, I think they do. I think they do. I, you I have a cousin that's a the subtlest dog, and, and She was baring the- her teeth at me. And I said, she mad? And he says, no, no, she's smiling.
0: Really? So that's a dog learning, learning yep. from a human. Yeah. Though
1: that could be right well and, and dogs will of course do anything because they, they'll get food it's all food based that trick worked and he gave me a cookie right so that's well isn't
0: that what our, our, our building our personalities are isn't that trying to get the cookie but may might be somebody's love and affection and so you you're taking all of the tools, tools available to impress somebody whether that's grabbing sure. from I mean,
1: every everybody inherits what they're what their parents did, what they saw, they observed their parents do. Whether it's language or what they say or the kind of jokes they make or what they did and all that, you're influenced to some level. It's it's just I think it's just human nature. So the answer is yes, all music is derivative,
0: and that's why if it's essentially well, it's derivative, right? And so if you're in the West here, really there are there are about three or four chord uh, progressions that everybody likes, and that is. In every song, just about. Maybe not Blurred Lines, actually, which is probably, a, I guess, kind of a... It would be a blues song, probably. It's probably about three chords in that whole, that whole song. Um, but right. isn't that isn't that interesting, how like limited we are with what we can create and what we do? Yeah.
1: I mean, who's taking the well, real... You know, it's, it's someone is successful, and then everybody else tries to be sort of like that. If you listen to music from a certain era... If you listen to like New Wave, you realize mm-hmm. at the time it seemed like it's all different. You listen to it, it all kind of sounds the same. It's all got the same kind of beat and the same exactly. kind of you know instruments and mm-hmm. it's it's interesting.
0: It's just wrapped differently. And, and and actually if you listen to, to yeah. heavy metal, it's the same thing. Or, you know, these songs that tear down mm-hmm. the the house, um the smells like teen spirits actually That's why they're genres. Right. Exactly. They're genres, right? Because Smells like Teen Spirit arranged differently is a very pretty song, or maybe haunting.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, it, right now, it's you know. Or you or, hear
1: covers. You hear covers of songs that sound dramatically different. That you actually the lyrics sound, you know mean something different. We hear them like, well, that, you know, obviously I never understood the lyrics.
0: Hmm. Mm. Yeah, anyway, I was just thinking of the the, the Van Halen thing. Like no,
1: it, it just yeah. It's, no, I I just spent. I was at so I was. You and I went to the college radio show in Boston a couple years ago, the Intercollegiate Broadcasting mm-hmm. System. You might have met this guy, E. Michael Harrington. So he was down in New York, and we actually spent an evening went out to dinner with a bunch of people, and he was telling stories about all this stuff. It's a continuous thing that there there are people challenging or saying things were copyrighted or not, and it's all like the chromatic waveform huh? matching. It's it's very scientific.
0: Oh man, yeah. I mean, you can. So it would
1: be. It's interesting.
0: It would be easy, I think, to. To bust anybody, especially on, on, on um, yeah. Uh, let's see, is anything original? So Here's, what you're
1: telling me is, when we do a band, Tom Shattuck, we're just going to do covers, right? We're not going to try to do anything unique, we'll just do covers.
0: Because no matter what, we're always doing covers. Work for beer. You're always doing covers. Now, so right. I have another theory, <laughs> Exactly, George. so
1: we'll be honest.
0: I have another theory, that the mind has a buffer to um, prevent you from realizing that you're stealing because it's good to it produce you something you feel good when you hear this right and it's good to, and that means producing something and that means enriching your life and that's a good thing so the mind says okay we know eddie van halen we know that that, that we've heard this before but we're not going to tell you that we've heard this before because it's good mm-hmm. and we need to survive we need oxygen food water and to reproduce or whatever else so we're not going to let you know, to know about it.
1: Well, and and of course, the motion picture industry is about the same way, right? Matter of fact, they won't green light things unless there's something familiar that's or it's a, a bankable star or they've done something like it before. And it can go too far. You get into kind of too many sequels and you kind of get Pirates of the Caribbean where, they're, right. you know, there's people who go see them, but they're not considered. The first one was good, but they get worse and worse or you get things like it.
0: Right. All right. So, so. Uh this uh, website said, called unicheck.com right. says Mark Twain wrote that quote the kernel the soul let us go further and say the substance the bulk the actual invaluable material of all human utterances utterances is plagiarism the kernel the soul and let us go further and <laughs> say true. the substance the bulk the actual invaluable invaluable material of all human utterances is plagiarism Twain believed that there was no such thing as an original thought or an original idea because every subject on earth had been poured over, written about, and analyzed. Does that mean that originality itself is a myth and that no creative idea exists independent of another idea? The answer is yes and no. Yes, there are original ways to express thoughts, ideas, concepts, philosophies, but no, the actual subject upon which these thoughts, ideas, concepts, and philosophies are based on are not original. In a June 2012 article in The Guardian, uh, once celebrated German author Helene uh, Hegemann, who published her debut novel at 17 to a rapturous review. Yes, thank you. uh, But was later outed for having lifted some sentences from another book. She said, there's no such thing as originality, just authenticity. Ooh, I
1: like that. Oh, that's a good one.
0: Yes. So in other words, it's original to you. So if you come at it, I think that's what I'm getting mm-hmm. from it. So if you come at this from a different way and organically find it, even though part of you knows that it was it belonged to another, then that's just as good.
1: So I think about like the Beatles. So mm-hmm. what made them? What made them great? It was probably some luck, but they had spent five or six years playing every night mm-hmm. and they actually could write their own songs so they weren't just doing covers they were doing interesting things and it was it was original enough that they got a following and then they took off and they became a sensation and is that even possible anymore in the modern internet world I don't know
0: I don't know either mm-hmm. and actually it, no, now with, no with your buddy in all these lawsuits I mean who knows you've put the Beatles songs with, through machines right I have heard a bunch of songs the Beatles songs uh, that he, I've heard songs from the twenties and thirties that listening to them, I thought, man, the Beatles must've listened to this. You know, there's that station uh, yeah, here yeah. in Boston named uh, WJIB where they play really old stuff. And I've heard songs. That yep. I thought, and that makes sense. Cause Paul's father was in a band. Um, and John's, uh, his aunt and uncle, who we lived with, you know, had a different taste in music than normal. Like then they had old people's music. Of course they were old people. Um, but that totally makes sense, and you can see from Paul McCartney, his he's happy to go, um, uh, you know, happy in in cutesy barbershop Cortetti. You know, he's happy to do anything like that, right? Because those are his influences. But for you, George, this is going to be mm-hmm. a tough. Oh, one. absolutely. Well, I mean, and, well, you're—I mean, by trade, you're a—you're a, you're a uh, among other things, you're
1: a programmer. I'm a softer developer. Exactly. But I'm a, I'm a softer developer. So,
0: you guys guys have legalized um, stealing by reverse engineering.
1: (laughs) Of course, we have. So, you're allowed to look at the. Anytime you want to learn how to do anything, you go look at some other website and see how it's coded, or you Mm -hmm. look at. uh, There's people that tell you, this is what I did for this problem. Uh, You know, you can. Everything's been been done over in the internet. Everything's stolen on the internet. Every website, everything.
0: Right. So, if you steal somebody's HTML or whatever, or you. It's, yeah, so still, it's different. Still so if you method, copy and paste you're, you're that, is that as different. bad? If you copy and paste that, is that as bad as using working off of it and essentially typing the exact same thing?
1: It's more like I'm I'm taking the same guitar and I'm doing a different something different with it because you're not doing exactly the same website. I mean, I'm not building a website. that looks like Apple's. I might look at some of their code, but I'm not going to exactly copy what they do, you know. Or uh, when, when I built my, software why, Because radio, radio. I looked at other radio systems, mm-hmm. hmm? and I looked at other radio software systems, saw how they didn't, didn't like what they did. Matter of fact, that was our earliest bonding, right? Where you said to me, you like the way I invented the software that plays back your brakes because you could change everything. Where mm-hmm. the other one, it would roll off the end. And it was gone. And that was deliberate on my part because I looked at that. So I tried to do the opposite of what they were doing. I was trying to not copy them. I said, this is what's bad about this. So there is some originality in software and some of it is packaging. I mean, there were, there were phones, there were cell phones before the iPhone, mm-hmm. but that made it easy and it, was, and it just dramatically changed. Now all those phones are all derivative of the iPhone. Everything in Android, everything Apple's done since, it's all that first one trick. <laughs> 10 years ago.
0: So that's that's so interesting and I wonder if there's a phone if there's a correlation, you know, I write a lot of columns. And and um, I no, I've noticed that. In editorials for my paper. So sometimes you work off of mm-hmm. you'll work off of and you have to you know, you credit the AP, so you work off of the AP um the story. Right. So a man got hit by a train um on Essex Street uh last Thursday after leaving a pub so I'm not gonna copy and paste. A man who got hit by a train on Essex Street last Thursday after leaving a pub. I'll you know you change you change it. You give them citation and change it. You know after leaving a pub last Thursday, um, and
1: tragedy struck. Whatever when you went. know the time, you know the person's name exactly. And you can tell the story exactly. The so you're step.
0: taking the the bolt nuts and bolts of the thing and then dressing it up a different way and you know making sure you don't steal it. You're not you're not you know yeah you're not not, making not, a unlike, you know, not but, unlike a website right, right George but the thing yeah, is and I don't know writing a new website but do you have an editor so the, one of the things that you can have is it's so funny is that in, in this is just <laughs> in in newspapers is a, a, an editor can see what you've written seeing mm-hmm. it for the first time never seeing the original story mm-hmm. and can then suggest changes and nudges that then, because they're more efficient and they read better to the eye, um, then completely are exactly like the AP mm-hmm. version.
1: So they'll well, they- in in the terms of software, you as my customer. You're my editor. You say, and you've said this to me, George. Mm-hmm. I'd like you to do. Of course, I've ignored all your suggestions, unfortunately. But know. Um, you know, do this or do that or change this or change that. And but no, I, I mainly listen. When I well implement them. But, but if you, you know, that's those are my editors and my customers.
0: Exactly. And you you learned to ignore from the masters. You didn't invent ignoring that's exactly. derivative.
1: hmm Yeah, I, I literally looked at stuff that was out there and said, This is terrible. I'm gonna do it differently. So was I influenced? Yes. So I didn't copy it, I made it I did a different spin on it. So was it original? The whole idea wasn't original, but my 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 take on it was, an, was it original.
0: It was authentic, George. There's no such thing as originality. A- <laughs> it was very authentic. authentic. You think of some of the great comedy that um, that Bill Burr does, or let's say Louis C.K., some mm-hmm. of the unsafe comedy that they do. It's not that they've said something I mean, what makes it so funny is that they've finally just said something out loud that everybody's been thinking. You know what Mm I mean? So it's not as if, wow, that Mm -hmm. was profound. Mm -hmm. He made an excellent point. It's funny because, oh, my God, I've had this secretly, this kind of thing secretly tied up in the back of my mind as well. And I can't believe somebody's airing this stuff out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Sorry. So let me tell you my, my one very authentic software story from my career. And you know a little bit of this. You know, I used to work for Formula One Auto Racing. hmm And I basically had gone and had a dinner with a bunch of these guys in uh, England. And they found out I did software. And they said, oh, maybe she'd do something for us. I came back, and my contract had been canceled. So I called them, and I said, hey, got a little time available. And they, t- I, I, did, I, I did not invent this. They told me they wanted to have a virtual ad system written. Mm-hmm. Right, it was like the the uh, if you watch if you watch baseball on Fox behind home plate, or even Fenway, they do this. They they have a green screen, and there's a different ad every inning or even every batter. Yep, and it changes. I built that for them, out of nothing. I knew nothing how to do it, and I saw that other people had done it because that's what they wanted to do. Basically, they they didn't they didn't like paying as much as these people wanted. You had to hire twelve guys. They said we could just do this ourselves. We'll find some people to build it for us. So I did. However, the end of it was, we were sued for patent infringement. Ooh! But George, we didn't infringe. We were. I
0: oh, went to court. Oh I had well. To write out
1: in longhand in French.
0: What you so, had to come up with the code again to show you knew
1: it that it was yours, and not lifted. No, no, no. So I, my testimony had to be. It was actually written in English, but I had to write my testimony out in longhand, and then fax it to a lawyer in Paris. It was in a French court, and I would. That's that was my I never went to court, but I was I figured they'd just throw me in jail, you know, but uh, I had to write out in longhand.
0: That is fantastic. That is fantastic. It was, it was pretty so, cool. But, but the technology must have looked it's at sort of other, other technology. Worldly. First of all, you're a promiser, George. That's one of your things. So you promise people that you're going to get them stuff and you make it happen, which is one of the I do one of your qualities. But that puts you. And I did in this case too. That must put you in a position to be very tempted, George. You can be honest. If somebody, I remember there was. So no, I. There was just a time, George. This. Okay. Very quickly, when I was, I used to, I used to work on, I used to run a website a long time ago, um, in the early 2000s, and um, somebody wanted a um, a lottery game that you could play. So I built I. I I wouldn't say built, mm-hmm. I would say I stole the technology the coding, required right. To make a virtual scratch you ticket deployed. Right? So I made this ticket that you could scratch off yeah. using it was at that point Macromedia Flash. Um mm-hmm. and it wasn't my own I I thought I mean the core functionality was somebody else's stuff. <clears throat> and um <laughs> the problem was of course if it broke I couldn't fix it, you know? <laughs> so and it needed to uh <laughs> Yeah
1: needed to that work happens in software
0: right so eventually eventually yeah. it, it then got rejected at the end of the day anyway but um but the payoff no, is so good my, that my i wanted to. did not, success. i did not i did
1: not bother i did not borrow their technology so matter of fact, i looked at what they did and i said i have no idea how i I'd, how I'd do that you know the way they did it so it was like you've got this sign you want to put something on and so in their tech They'd go look and say, "Oh, there's a pole here, flagpole. There's a you know, there's a sign here. There's a wall." And then they, you know, just geometrically figure out where the corners of the thing was and then draw something in. And I said, "I have no idea how to do that. I couldn't steal that if I wanted to. You know, there's mm-hmm. no idea." So what I did was, I had a big green thing, and it was the only green thing in the picture. As a matter of fact, they changed the rules of the sport so they couldn't put green on the cars, or their uniforms so it wouldn't screw up my software it was really like I had a a real power at one point and I would just go find the big green thing and then find the corners walk out to the corners and say oh these are the corners of the corners then draw a graphic in you know it was more complicated than that but like many times and blur it so it looked real and put noise into it and all this stuff but I made that up but I I, I definitely didn't uh, acquire it or steal it I wrote it all from scratch but um, I was influenced by what you know th- there was a thing that they wanted to do there's a thing they wanted to do but I came up with another way to do it so we had, eventually we won the case after 10 years so it was a, a good a good uh, cash flow for me you know it was like a couple three times a year I'd get paid some money to go right out in longhand and I did other stuff for them and, and uh, but you know but it basically killed the project so which is was, so where which was, this was out what of, their goal was
0: where was this formula 1 out of
1: so this was Formula One management, uh, which is based in England, as a matter of fact, is in the news this weekend. Very sad. As a matter of fact, a guy I knew from my days, his name is Charlie Whiting. He's the race director. He's kind of like the referee. You know, in the NFL, you watch a game, they have different referee every game. This guy's the referee for all these drivers and, and teams are always trying to cheat. They're always trying to come up with some way to circumvent the rules. And, you know, I've got a pressurization you know, thing in the third stage of my engine that you don't have and you don't know about. And he sniffs it all out because he used to be a mechanic and he did all that stuff. And the first race of the year was in Australia. There they, they, they are now 21 races. They used to be like 17 or 18 in my era, which is like 20 years ago and maybe 15 years ago. And basically he took a long flight from London to, to uh, Sydney, to, then to Melbourne, and walked around the track one day, went to his hotel room, had a, per, a pulmonary embolism, Ugh. dead. And I just saw him last September or last uh, June in Montreal, the picture of health. You know, so Ugh. very strange. Wow, what, Sad a li- stuff. What, a li- what a life for him. You know, to but he had a, who knew? I mean, he had a great life. Yeah. He, I mean, he was the world by the string, right? He could do whatever sure. he wanted.
0: And also, George. And
1: Good. I don't know if you remember, did you see the film about Ayrton Senna that got killed, he was killed in, in uh, 2004? Who? It the most, or, I'm sorry, 1994. Uh, ate, or Ayrton Senna, Senna, he was a Brazilian race driver. He was like, he was like sort of the uh, Bobby Orr of, of Formula One. You know, he's the, hmm. the most famous guy. And he gets killed. And this, this guy, Charlie, redesigned all the safety stuff. Like, they realized that it was very sad. And right. he was killed instantly. Like, a strut of his car went through his helmet, right? And he... No way to save them, right? Yeah, yeah. So now the helmets—you could fire a shotgun into them and they're fine, huh. right? So he did all this stuff. And that was his thing. That was his. That's what he's remembered for—is—is is safety. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I—I I, I was in the side. You were asking. No, no,
0: uh, no. I think that's interesting. Formula One. That's that's like Grand Prix, right? These are the ones that go 180 miles per hour. Is that those?
1: Yeah. So yeah, their big thing is they can go from zero to racing speed to zero in like seconds, in a few seconds. And these it's are the springs that the don't just them. go in and, straightaways. Or yeah, no, they don't just do curves and straightaways like indie cars do. Although indie cars some road circuits, but they're they're really about about uh, aerodynamics and steering and handling and acceleration because there's sh- there's shorter straights where they go, but they can go 180 miles an hour no problem. You know, yeah. at times it's 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 pretty terrific stuff. Everything's carbon fiber. It was the, like the coolest thing that I've done in my career as far as tech. It was like amazing stuff, and it's not even better now. It's even better now. As a matter of fact, it's owned by Americans. It just was bought by Liberty Media in Atlanta two years ago. And they fired Bernie Ecclestone, the guy who brought it from, you know, just like a bunch of guys in, in you know, uh, caravans, uh, you know, uh, motorhomes riding around to different races to where they're all flying private jets. You know, he made him a pile of money. Of course, he sold it like three times and kept buying it back.
0: Yeah, he'll do finally, okay. He's,
1: he's like in his 80s now. He's doing fine. He's in his 80s. He's got a 40-year-old Brazilian wife who's gorgeous and he's doing just fine. <laughs> Doing just fine. Um, but it was yeah, uh, well, it's cool stuff. Yeah, it must like, have been. A
0: young fellow like you out of uh, Worcester, being over there in,
1: in Europe? Out of Worcester, saw the world, got to see the world and have some fun, and uh, it was a good time. And, of course, when my son was born, I didn't want to do it anymore because he you know, would come home and he'd start crying because he hadn't, didn't know who I oh, was. Course. Oh, that's so sad. I said, eh, I should get out of this. All right. Yeah, it's okay. It worked out. It worked out just fine. Yeah, I know, George. <laughs> so I still have the friends. I'm going to... Go to a guy's wedding in in uh, Tunbridge Wells in July, and all these guys, they're traveling, so they can't have any time to have any girlfriends, or if they do, that doesn't last. So, so when they're out, they get married, you know, later on. So he's his wife is huh. is she's probably like thirty seven, thirty eight, and he's in his fifties, married for the first time this summer. Should be good. That's
0: fantastic. But what, what a blast that is.
1: I think so. It
0: is. And then they'll have kids, and then they'll pay for them to, uh, they'll pay a fixer to get them into college, George, which is, <laughs>
1: which is what yes, you do now. This is this is amazing. So the you latest know, one I, is... It's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I have a college-age son, as you know, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. So the, what's the latest one Is a golfer? It's right? Phil Mickelson who, and
0: Joe Montana. Is this is according to, uh, this is Fox Business. Joe Montana, Phil Mickelson, linked to Singer's, the guy's name is Singer, who fixed all these college uh, admissions uh, pathways. Uh, singer's college prep firm at center of uh, scandal. NFL Hall of Famer quarterback Joe Montana, who's uh, second best to uh, Tom Brady, some would say, jo- George. And golfer Correct. Phil Mickelson denied any Correct. knowledge, which is what you do. But so here, here we go. This this yeah. story, of course, is, is fantastic. It's all these elites have, you know, paid a guy paid a fixer off to get their kids into school by creating uh, either photoshopped images or false um, I guess resumes or uh, school records and whatever it took this guy did this guy was the best at what he did George I don't know who he learned from well, clearly well yeah but <laughs> but he was the among other things was Ponzi and M- made off and who knows but he was the best
1: yeah <clears throat> and so my my theory is there's no way this this kind of thing could work for engineering school. A WPI, if you were not smart, you got you washed out. I don't care how good the Photoshop pictures of you, mm-hmm. you know, with seals were or something. You're not you're not going, you know, particle accelerators. You're not going anywhere. So this has to be
0: right. Well, these this is not for just, for STEM, right? No, this is not this is not for engineering or mathematics people. You're right. This is this is not for MIT. This is for um. Just about everything else, political science, uh, yeah, exactly, pre-law stuff, and 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 whatever. I think we can all agree that hardcore engineering—you can't make those are not the personality type—is is tough to to be. You know, there's a.
1: Exactly. Hardcore
0: engineers and guys like even I
1: live this every day,
0: right? I mean, some <laughs> of them. I mean, you're you're one of the more normal ones, George. But some of these cats are are not ready, <laughs> are not ready to be outside of their of the lab. You know, <laughs> no. just uh, no, if you've not. ever been to, I know you have, but some of the old um, what was it called Microsoft? Those are my people. The Microsoft the way, so conventions okay. in Massachusetts. Yeah. You know where they had where they would have the huge, um, you know, free bars full of um, of candy and diet cokes and things. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah those cats uh, yes those are your people george although once again you're far less those are, my, those are my
1: people you're not no, all I,
0: spock I, you're uh you're <laughs> human oh spock was not, not all spock i guess either right
1: <laughs> he was part human exactly yeah i'm i'm more i'm more kirk than spock really you know so
0: <laughs> so i don't know about that actually george i don't think either of us get to be kirk i don't know <laughs> he's a little too cool a little too cool
1: I guess I. <laughs> Man, he's probably a lot cooler. He's a lot. Even now, he's a lot cooler than you and I, right? Yeah. But the only Shatter. fat one was the engineer. He's the coolest eventually, he's well, I the guess eighty year old guy I know.
0: Yeah, he is unstoppable. He's a big guy now. He is a big guy, and I think that he's he enjoys himself. Um, I think he enjoys himself. Oh, clearly, very much so. I think he'll uh, have a glass of wine or two, and uh, he's living right. It's working out one for more. him. I okay, got no problem. But so he, this, it is. This story does, um, it makes you wonder, apart from the craven, um, desperate uh, cultural uh, pull that made all of these people need to have their twins be in USC and need to be able to say that, they call it, that you know, they're in college, apart from the, the saving face part of it, some of these people legitimately right. probably love their kids and would do anything for them and did not want to see the heartbreak some of these people, I'm thinking, but not. they didn't
1: get in that they realized they're right. really not that smart. So, we, exactly, they have to hide that,
0: right? And, they, and we've seen this. I mean, I, I came from, from a nice town, George. Um, you've lived in a nice town. I don't know, did you come from a rich Winchester, town? correct? Yes, and
1: uh, no, I came from Millbury. right? So, which is um, Milltown,
0: okay? So, so, but my wife come is from um, Lexington, and you can see some of these kids who. Aren't nice all have. that bright, but they've been coached up with the best schools and the best classes, and mm. you know they've taken humanities. Not in, they're not that bright, but they're as good as they're going to be. They come out nice and polished out of these high schools and then get into places. But
1: some of them just aren't. Aren't I? I lived in Weston for twenty years, and there right. were people just like that that exactly. they got their kids the best. They hired like a rap guy to work with their kid, oh, and God. he did music, and it was terrible. But you know but he wasn't trying to defraud anyone right. he was there were just he just thought you know, the father was a musician thought this right. kid should do it and that's what he wanted to, and it was terrible but so, they did it they paid for it and he, as far as i know he's not in that career now
0: right so, <laughs> so it, it, let that go so the idea that you could have taken the place of another person who's who should have had that place in that college based on merit
1: that is horrible that is horrible and
0: that's why i think this thing is is it's an immoral act to do that said Mm -hmm. if there's no limit on the spaces and it doesn't hurt a kid as a parent what do i care about the law i mean other than i guess the other risk Mm. is of course if you get caught then it's not only no college but which they are now (laughs) exactly you've ruined these kids lives and, and
1: maybe your own life um but other than that... So, okay, here's the thing I'm thinking about with this problem. With this problem, here's what I'm thinking about. What has happened to these kids that are, that are in? Obviously, many of them, did they graduate? This isn't the first year it's happening. It's been happening for a while. Did they graduate? Did they wash out? Some
0: graduated. Did they some are, just
1: drop out? Some are being removed.
0: Um, No, they, no that's now the, the whole that thing with this, George, Innsville, is, they is they that these be. were all schools where once you get in, you can never be out. As long as you keep paying, you can never mm-hmm. last. So that's the, the oh interesting. The, that's considered See, that's by a lot of people the bigger part of the scandal, and that's considered what might be the beginning of the bursting of the college bubble. Is that once you're in, then you just make sure the check is paid, and you don't have to show up. And that's what these girls were going to, or, or at least uh, Lori Laughlin's daughter had said she was going to do. She wasn't going to go to classes or anything. She was going to show up for game day.
1: No, didn't wasn't into that, right? No, yeah. and just
0: party because it's a it's a fraud. I mean, we've seen the the. I am not. I am a college critic. I am not a college graduate, and I'm sp- mm-hmm. I, I, specifically because when I was in high school, and they said in my high school everybody goes to college uh, at that time, and and the thought of
1: you were the picks, rebel.
0: No, I wasn't a rebel, but I thought like, why would I spend four more years with these morons? I didn't see it. I thought like these are the. <laughs> I want to get the hell away from these idiots. Look, they have their own hierarchy, and they're yeah. all dumb at the top, and they're like they're mean and brutish, and they're not creative, and the ones who are afraid to show it in public, and like get me the hell out of here. I'm going to go to Northeastern University. High school.
1: That's high school, that's High school, though.
0: It, well, exactly. But I mean, as far as I can, was concerned, that I was not going to be a, a party to continuation of the thing. Eventually, I got. I, eventually, I think it's fair to say that my own parent pulled strings to get me admitted to uh, Northeastern, and I just said, forget it mm. afterwards. I was the first defer. They're they trying to make it look mm. legit, you know, so they are But, but, mm. which I appreciate because, you know, my dad knew a guy, and, I, you know, sometimes your dad knows a guy. But it didn't happen, and my father was happy to save the money. Um,. <laughs> But uh, my feeling then was... Oh, I'll bet. There you go. Oh, yeah. Well, but then my feeling then was is that I hated school and that I I didn't want to do it. I didn't like sitting in the classroom and that I would have flunked out. And I definitely would have flunked. I don't know if they would have... Now I'm finding out nobody get, gets kicked out of anywhere. <laughs> but I definitely would have. And my, the only reason I wanted to go at all was simply for the party atmosphere, which I managed to find without spending the money. Um, but...
1: I don't know how. Uh, yes, either you can do that without spending money. That's true, right? So for for me, it was really I was just really wanted to learn about how to how to write programs for computers. I was really into that, and that was probably right. a Star Trek thing. You know, it's like I think that looks like a thing I want to do, mm-hmm. and I was into it. Right. Well, that's and the right reason school, to go to college. Like it, you got to work, or you're out. That I wanted to be there, mm-hmm. and my son. You know, my, I have a college age son, as you well know, mm-hmm. uh, also a George, and he's the. Uh, captain of the esports team at Emerson College and the Dean's List and he's going to their LA program and he's worked his butt off for that. Nobody, you know, he he had to get in. He went to community college for a year to get his marks up and then he did because this is what he wanted and he pulled it off and he's in and, you know, he wanted to go to this LA program so he had to have a certain GPA and he exceeded it and he's doing great and but uh, there were no there was no preferential treatment there. I'll tell you that he, he had to. we had to fight his way in there. So, um, so thank God he was able to do it. And it wasn't you know a bunch of buffies that uh, wanted to be filmmakers uh, <laughs> got in. But I don't know. Well, Emerson, I think, well, is sort of like is kind of like a tech school for for, it, for that. You if you're is. stupid, they get rid of you.
0: It is. There's no doubt about that. That's 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 different too. Um, and Emerson is one of those places where it's a little bit different because. If you're in, if you want to get into a field that is extremely tough to get into, the radio, television, um, you know, movies, etc., Emerson gives you a chance to you get an smart. internship for one thing, where you have a chance to impress with your own skills and uh, with your own skill. And by by and that I mean by by that, I mean by by that I mean showing up, working hard, and proving yourself. Exactly. Because everybody, no place that I've ever worked has ever had a budget. So if you find somebody who's super productive, then then that's fantastic. So and that's so that's important. That's the right. right way to go to go to college. I've I, I kind of I've moved us off here into a different subject, which I I didn't mean to, but I. That's but right. it's still worth talking about because I do, do think the college bubble is gonna burst. That's
1: our point. That's what being on the point is—to talk about different subjects, right? And so. I
0: do think. <laughs> you mean the, is that the point of things, George?
1: It is the point of things. That's exactly what it is.
0: So that. So so. By and large, I mean, a lot of people still say that. that you no, know, I would. Of course, I'm going to send my kid to college. My feeling is that the evidence, the proof is in the pudding, George, or the proof of the pudding is in the making. Whatever it is, is that when I see the finished product that's coming out of most of these schools, I am generally not impressed. It goes back to my uh, bias it's, from from 1989 uh, when I was a young person as well. Just not a, uh, not impressed. With some exceptions, With some exceptions. I found that as an employer, when somebody leads. Or, or or refers to their degree, say they went to Syracuse um, or Columbia, and they want you to know that that's usually usually a bad the red sign. flag. It, exactly, it's just the hard workers that are the the ones who have no ego about about that are are the best soldiers, and those guys I'll take all day. I don't want geniuses. You need hard workers, and that's my my. It's funny. It's it, it, anyway. I won't get us thrown off. But so as these parents. These parents all made um, decisions for their kids, and they were all—they all broke the law, or it looks like a lot of them broke the law doing it. I don't have a moral problem; I almost don't have a moral problem, other than the fact that they stole a place of somebody else. But as a parent,
1: mm. wouldn't you
0: do just about anything for your for your kid?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, in my case, I discovered my, my son was the same was the same thing as you. He hated high school. He said, "I'm not doing this. I don't want to be with these goofs." So he didn't and did not do as well as he could have. He was much smarter until he figured out what he wanted to do, and then he did it. Then he just uh, like a switch went on. And um, I you know, to all those parents, I say you can't make your kids do this stuff. At least in my case, there's no way you can force your kids to do stuff. They have to find their own way, whatever that is. You just want to hope they're going to be happy. And healthy and, you know, and be able to feed themselves at some point. Get off the, the, the payroll and, uh, and that's your what job. What about George? George, answer not-
0: the question. Well, let's say George said, Yes. Uh, Dad, I've got a problem here. Um, I stole a car. Me and the guys had uh, a little too much to drink. I stole a car. It's sitting in my garage at school. Um, what do I do?
1: Son, you need to turn yourself in.
0: So if he says no, Dad, I'm not doing that. Then what happens? You then making the maybe call, I'm George? Turning him in. You're turning him in. <laughs> you bastard, call, man. George. I'm
1: turning him in. I'm going <laughs> to learn a lesson. You know, if it's his first <laughs> offense. <laughs> Okay. Well, okay. So, so you turn him in for the car. Although, although he was going to be late for French class and I told him to tell him that he booked his flight for the wrong day. He missed a day of French Mm -hmm. and I just said, tell him it's the weather. Okay. So maybe I was covering for him. Right. And he said, dad, I can't do that. What? So he's too honest. Damn it. Yeah. No. He said, no, I can't do that.
0: Give him a few. I'm telling you. Give him, he'll be in Hollywood a few years before that. I have to sit
1: down and have a talk with that boy. I failed somewhere.
0: Exactly. Now, it was one time in my uh, when I was in high school, I forged an absent absent letter thing saying I was excused. Nice. I, I forged it and said it was uh, said my uh, dad had written it, and and the well, the vice principal took it and he said, uh, "Tom, do you promise that your dad wrote this and it's not your handwriting?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, no, absolutely." And he said, "I'm going to ask you again." And he's looking at me, and he, I, "This isn't going well." <laughs> George, you know, I had been told from my friend, you know, this is easy. You know, it's easy. Uh, And he said, I'm going to ask you again. Did you write this? And I said, yes, I wrote that. So now I'm in deep, you know. And uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I said, my dad wrote it. I didn't say. He said, Tom, did you write this or did your dad write it? I said, no, I'm sorry. My dad dad wrote that. He wrote it. And he said, you're sure. I'm going to ask you again. Did you write this or did did your dad write this or did you write this? So I'm nervous because he's on to it. So I said, No, my dad wrote that. I promised my dad wrote that. He said, Okay, you promise. And I said, I promise. So now I've like now I've invested some of in his trust into believing my story so that he's it's now personal if he finds out that it's not that I that I right, wrote it. No, you're doomed. I forged it. So he said, Okay, Tom, if I go back to my office and I call your dad, is he gonna tell me that he wrote that note for you. Oh. And I said, "Yes, absolutely." Uh-oh. And he said, "Okay, then you can go to class." And I walked out of that room and sprinted towards a payphone and called my dad. <laughs> and said, dad, "Listen, I need you to cover for me. Um this is uh I I wrote a note. I forged a note, forged your signature. Yeah, you uh, excuse me for absence yesterday. I need you to cover for me, okay?" And he said, uh 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 he said, uh, no luck, Tom. Sorry, buddy. Uh, and he got the call and he was, uh, yeah, he told the guy that I had forged it and I was busted. So that's a little one where he didn't have my back go. necessarily, but I mean, that wasn't that wasn't jail. I mean, you're sending your son to jail. But he, ta- he taught
1: you an important life lesson.
0: It was, but he really, I mean, I really could have was
1: unnecessary.
0: Right, it was really I, I I could have used I didn't need to go to detention, but I guess I did need to to go to detention um but if it was serious, I mean I, I don't know, I think I'd probably almost do anything for for my kids probably we're here for a short time, George
1: absolutely we are.
0: I believe that there is there are more failures that we have to look out look out for that are beyond the pale. I do not believe that the rules and regulations that some committee Put together somewhere, or the that legislation that became a law name, name means that I've made a a moral uh, I've committed a moral sin. I think there are there are you know possibly procedural sins and ethical sins, but I have I have no I would cut corners and I would do things for them. I would certainly have their I would certainly have their backs. I mean, for, so, for instance, uh, here's another way. I'll put it this way. This way is a little bit kind of morally clear, I would say. If um, I would, if my daughter is dating a guy, right now she's, she's only seven, but, you know, in eight years, whatever, whatever. <laughs> He's going to be dead. Well, I would. I would hate the guy dating your daughter. Jesus. We'll put him on notice that if she's upset for any reason, at all, or mistreated, whatever, that I am going to hurt him, and not within well the not within the confines of constraints of the law, and I will want him to know, and his friends to know, that Mister Shattuck's not okay, and is capable of <laughs> turning things <laughs> upside. Surface. Is is, yeah, is capable of turning things upside down in a way that. Um, will in you will not forget exactly exactly and so <laughs> so that's not i mean a lot of I've, I've i've said something like this before on facebook and people were aghast saying that is terrible that you that is and that's also that's uh that's a, a child abuse and that's assault and it's like it's not assault until it happens as far as i'm concerned and exactly I, right but i mean i think that if it's your kid you go it's not we're not effing around here you know, you go a hundred percent to know or to, to look out no, for them. I, absolutely.
1: And so, like, with when- they're they're you know you brought them into this world. Your job is to get them to get them launched and to make right. sure that they're they can. If you're immoral all the time, eventually it's going to catch up with you. You know, yeah, there are white lies like I missed my French mm-hmm. class or something, but the big ones are what matter. And it, you know, it starts with small things. So you've got to really. I think your father did the right thing, Tom. That's what I would have said to my son if he called me and said, "I'd say sorry, son, you're going down." Right. You know? That said, if my so. son
0: called me and said he stole the car in the same situation, if he was going to do a stretch, George, like if that meant that he was going to have to go away because he'd been in the scrape before, you know, I might be in a different situation. I'm not, unless it mm-hmm. would unless it would be good for him to go away, which means that he'd be in a damn a really bad place. But other than that, I could feasibly help or try to figure out the situation. I mean, that's why you need a fixer,
1: right? <laughs> that's, that's why get him, I need get Michael him a Cohen. you need a fixer. You need right. a, a lawyer and a good fixer, right? The a guy who's good with Photoshop as well.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like for instance, you know, here's a good one too, George. Now that we're now that we're uh, in trouble. If your kids we pulled are in, over, we're in deep trouble. if if, you, if your kids pulled over and the cop tells them to take a breathalyzer, do you tell the kid do you tell your son to take it or no?
1: Have you been drinking, son? You know, uh, better you learn that now. No,
0: I mean you, you like for uh, instance, I'll,
1: I'll tell you the story where my son and I were pulled over. My son and I were pulled over, and you know I've always had some type of sports car, mm-hmm. and we're driving back from somewhere, we're like in upstate New York, and he says to me, "Dad, why don't you ever drive fast?" So I say, okay, let's do it. So I hit it, and I'm going like 100 miles an hour. And in my rearview mirror, I see the state cop pulling out, right, like a half a mile Mm -hmm. away. So I (laughs) need to pull over. And he walks up to the car, and he looks at me, and he said, do you know how fast you're going? And before he could say anything, my son says, I made him do it. It's my fault. I did it. Oh, (laughs) my God. Couldn't believe it it's amazing First of all, do i believe that and then he said 75 said, he said 75 and i went oh thank god you know so
0: did you i i'm doubting the veracity of this i'm thinking either you dimed george out
1: he'll you ask him you next time you see him you ask him the story he will tell you that he his, threw his himself the in the mercy god. of the court I, where's my bible i'll swear it. he threw himself in the mercy of the court he still gave us a 180 eighty dollar ticket but uh, he was very polite Oh my god, it that was, is It was painful. We were going to stop in Lake Placid for a nice dinner. We went to McDonald's, okay? So Really? Yeah, you know, so that was it. Uh, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> that's terrible, George. <laughs> it was. It was terrible. But well, I did do it, you well, know. Well, I, well remember, I just you know, said, "Yeah, I was going 75." Thank God, he thought I was going 75, right? So
0: You could also have said that he's having a, an allergic reaction and you have to get him to the hospital
1: we're trying to get to the hospital right, right now <laughs> yeah i could have smacked him as the cop and his face would be red yes and then you know say look he's having an allergic reaction right exactly so we not we didn't do that we just we just said we're taking we're taking our medicine you know what's the worst case we got to spend a night in the jail lake placid new york couldn't be the worst place in the world
0: is it nice is there anything like
1: mayberry up? probably yeah I no idea I've never been in jail. <laughs> you never hear anything about. <laughs> it's no, probably not nice.
0: I no. I just mean Lake Placid itself.
1: Oh, Lake Placid's nice. Yeah. No, they they still living off the Olympics being there. You know, years ago. Whatever happened they're to Eric? Ski facilities and all that. Good question, man. Well, we know what happened to Ruzioni, right? He's still over at Santarpio's. He's still living that uh, dream.
0: I forgot about that. And was easy. that? Or, so? Wait, was that game that was held in New York? I always think of that game as being in Europe for some reason. I believe that
1: was Lake Placid, yes. Then why did the game have to be delayed? I believe in 1980. Why did it have to be delayed then? For so they could show it in Europe. Oh,
0: I see. I see. It is all
1: timing. Like this Formula One race was in in in, uh, it was the first race of the year. It was one in the morning here, which is you know I don't know something. They they delayed it so that it could be played at breakfast in England because in Europe that's when they care about it. That's the that's the biggest audience. Formula One, so yeah, they do that stuff.
0: That makes sense. All right, George, okay. I, I, I'll call this our pilot uh, right, broadcast.
1: Um, this is our pilot. Did we crash the plane? I don't know. We, um I think we did okay.
0: I think I think we did okay. We've got some work to do, George. We gotta have some action action items. I want people to be able to take away. One solid thing, other than the fact that you're willing to dime your own son out, I want them to be able to take away <laughs> a solid. No- well, you know I what think they we did. We covered George? a number
1: of solid topics. We gave them. We gave Honesty, them. There's no such thing as originality;
0: just authenticity.
1: Right. That's correct. That that's a big one.
0: Exactly. I I, I, I that made that up as a me. matter of that fact. That's going to stay with me.
1: I made that up. It was very good. That's Thank staying you. with me personally changed my life
0: all right so we're gonna do one of these a week and maybe more than one depending if there's bonus time who knows maybe more um and yeah, um, depends how life is
1: going and we'll do it
0: yes i am on twitter at tom shattuck t-o-m-s-h-a-t-t-u-c-k and uh, george you're at and
1: i am on twitter at g capalbo g-c-a-p-a-l-b-o follow me i say that sometimes
0: and we can get uh, you can learn more about us at thepointofthings.com. dot com. I don't really know if that's true, George. I don't know if the domain name's available. And uh, I think
1: it's gonna happen. Well, there'll be something. We will update as necessary.
0: And you're a server guy. We can. There's a little room for a simple uh, HTML four like, page, If you like right? a
1: web server, if you like web server space, I can really. If you like web server space, we can arrange it.
0: You're the singer of arranging server space. The guy who did got everybody in the college. Yes, you're I'm good guy. with Photoshop. i used to be good with photoshop i'll take
1: a bribe and i'm good with photoshop yes
0: all right george see you later
1: so long